Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Monday, January 27th, 2020. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my co-host, Matt Sheehan. Matt, it's a victory Monday. How are you doing? Spartans are back. Will, Spartans are back. <laughs> Spartans are back. But, I mean, can you be back if you were never gone to begin with? This was in the bag the whole time. Back. Never a doubt. Um, we're going to talk about that, Matt. We're going to talk about you. Um Segment three, I think we're gonna we're gonna dive deep into uh, some nitty gritty and really, I've got some things I want to say. Okay, sure, yeah, I'm I'm here. <laughs> um, but we're of course going to talk about Michigan State uh, going to Minnesota, getting a, a much needed Big Ten road win, and uh, doing some really nice things. Looking uh, certainly impressive at times, maybe a little bit sloppy as well as we've come to uh, expect. But we'll. Uh, Talk about that game a ton here as we get going uh, real quick off the jump. We're not going to talk about Kobe Bryant uh, and his daughter dying uh, on the show, but as two kids who grew up shooting things into a garbage can and saying Kobe, yeah, right uh, it's certainly a profound impact on the basketball world. And we all saw the reactions from former Spartans. Uh, Tom Izzo had some nice things to say. We saw the video of Cassius finding out. It's very clear <laughs> just for this generation of players uh, how much that dude meant to the game of basketball. So certainly um, a very tough loss for the basketball world, but we know you come here for Michigan State stuff, and there are, let's face it, plenty of other outlets who would do a much better job covering the life of Kobe Bryant than we could ever do. So we're, uh, yeah, we want to acknowledge that off the jump here, but we're going to turn the page quick and dive into what you guys came here for, and that is Michigan State content, Matt. Fair enough, yeah. Couldn't have said any better, so... Fantastic! Oh, you could have said it better. You, uh, you. Oh, I highly doubt that. You're, no. <laughs> you and your words, wordsmith. Oh, you. Oh, you again. <laughs> <laughs> Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, doing shows five days a week on your favorite team, the Michigan State Spartans. All right, Matt, you had something you wanted to tell me. Get mm-hmm. off your chest. An mm-hmm. observation, if you will, yeah. about Minnesota. And you were incredibly vague to me on text, so I, I do have no idea what you're going to say here, but take it away. Same. Just I have, I have no idea how I'm going to dress this up either, Great. but we're going to give it a shot here. I wanted to text this like within five minutes of the game, but I'm really good at jinxing things, so I knew if I sent that text out that Minnesota would have came back and won by 30. Yes, of course. So. With that said, we'll start at the top here, and I'll disclaim this by saying this is just going to sound arrogant. Sure. But it's very true that when MSU is in the conference, in the Big Ten, they are every other team's personal Elite Eight game. Mm-hmm. They are the biggest game on the schedule. They are the most expensive ticket of that season. They are the t-shirt giveaway game team. They are the team that you just get up for. You come out with energy because you want to down these guys. You want to make a statement against the biggest team in your conference. That's even magnified more when that game is being played on your home court. You want to have a statement win at home, come out with energy, focused to beat the Spartans. However, that is true for every team in the Big Ten, except Minnesota. (laughs) How does Minnesota continuously, day in and day out, play any slanting or play against the Spartans in their home gym and just lay eggs immediately to start the game. I cannot remember the last time these two teams have faced where it wasn't a 10-point game within like six minutes. It is it is crazy. 
crazy how flat Minnesota is every single time these two teams meet. I'm I'm almost like offended by it. I'm a little offended. I'm like, don't you know who we are? You don't have energy for us coming into your home court again or in an NCAA tournament like last year, or you don't want to make a statement at Breslin? Like what? I'm 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 offended almost. It's it's crazy, but yeah, Minnesota outright refusal to come out and make things happen early whenever they play MSU, and I thank them for that actually. But man, I'm just not used to it. Yeah, it's it's like every time Michigan State needs a big win. Yeah, Minnesota is next on the schedule. Oh, it might as well be like Aquinas <laughs> College coming to town. Yeah, it's like automatic win. It's it's great. And it's strange because, you know, Minnesota has certainly had teams that I guess like they've been a little bit up and down, right? They they were really sure. bad um, a handful of years ago, like when Patino was getting things going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Tubby Smith had some good teams. Certainly, Patino's had a couple yeah. uh, nice teams. Just you know, kind of smattered in some tournament appearances, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, like. I don't. Has Minnesota has Patino ever beaten Izzo? Is it maybe once? Uh, like not not to memory. It's it's the same thing. Like Here you with go. the Blake Hall thing. Like twenty fifteen. T- okay, sorry. Twenty fifteen in overtime, uh, they beat Michigan State. Uh, let's see here. Twenty sixteen. No, they lost every single game. Uh, yeah. Twenty seventeen. No. Twenty eighteen. Uh, even 2018, Minnesota lost to Michigan State. So they, one one win for Patino against uh, Michigan State in his like eight years there. It's it's insane how without fail these are always hefty double digit victories it's that nice. always like start like that too. Like it's not like oh, okay they, they kind of fought their way in the second half and it, no 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 the, the jump balls thrown up in the air the, the scores 12-0 immediately. Yeah, this I mean this is probably the closest it's been. Uh, off the jump in like recent history and and it was still you know by the time the 10 minute mark hit what we were up 13 points or something like that like man i'm just i'm just amazed i'm perplexed perplexed is is the word i'm gonna go with yeah it was 34 points last year 30 points the year before that um they are lucky that it's only been one time uh the last few seasons oh there we go an overtime one point loss in 2017 kept her close all right, and we'll then count lost, that as a win. Yeah. And lost by eighteen uh, at the Breslin Center later in twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen when Michigan State was uh, struggling a little bit that year. Yeah, I was going to ask you off the jump mm-hmm. before you had your uh, idea to get us going. I was going to say, do you think uh, when Tom Mizzo sits down with his family, you know, they're having a nice dinner, mm-hmm. you know, Lupe, I don't know, maybe Tom made dinner, maybe Lupe did, maybe Stephen chipped in. Sure, yeah. You know, maybe they got carry out, whatever they're having. They're sitting around mm-hmm. the dinner table. Tom's finally got a night off, not on the recruiting trail. Yes. And he sits down and Lupe says, Tom, would you would you mind leading us in grace tonight? Mm-hmm. And I don't know their religious affiliation, but for the purpose of this exercise, they're saying grace. Okay. She asks him that and he says, sure. And he, he bows his head and he you know, <laughs> thanks God, thanks, you know, Mary, Jesus, what, you know, goes down the line for our family our friends, our health, our happiness, this wonderful life we have, and the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like It's in there during grace every single time. Thank you for this health, happiness, yeah. this wonderful bounty f- uh, of food, everything, all the blessings you've bestowed upon me, and the Minnesota Golden Gophers. For And for always coming... 
always coming at the right time too. Always. Like when, when you need a win, you know, Gophers are coming to town. When you need that NCAA tournament win to finally get over the not making the second yes. weekend hump, where, where are they? They're right there They're... in the second round just waiting <laughs> for you to drop them by 26 seemingly by halftime. Like it's, it's just great. God bless them. I think I'm a Gophers fan. I think I'm a big Gophers fan, actually. That, that, I, that's not my second team. <laughs> I I promise you, this is totally legit. Like Michigan State is fighting with Bradley last year in the tournament, and like, oh mm-hmm. my god! And once they get by Bradley, um, it was just like you saw in the schedule, like, oh my god, they're gonna get to play Minnesota. They're going to the second round or second weekend. Yes. Thank you, Minnesota, for showing up in the second round. It was just like, oh, I oh, thought the opposite. I thought like, oh, wow, no. well, we beat these guys pretty bad previously. Surely Patino has something up his sleeve that no. he's been holding for a time like this, <laughs> and it was even worse than the previous meetings that we've had. Like that, Richard Patino having something up his sleeve is laughable. Um, uh, yeah, I learned that quickly that day. Yeah, yeah, that was um, when that came out. It's just like perfect. Minnesota. I don't even hear who do they play. They played Louisville. They beat Louisville in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, they were the ten seed. They beat the seven seed Louisville, and it was like Christmas. I was like, hell yes! Oh, really? we're yeah. gonna beat. They were gonna beat Minnesota by freaking twenty, and they did. Yeah, yep. beat them by twenty. Um, here, let me scroll back to this actual game since we've been bebopping around. Um, <laughs> bebopping. Bebopping. Uh, you know what? Let's pause right here because we got to get to a break. We'll come back and we'll start actually diving into the specifics of this game. Oh, all right. Once again, Matt cannot help himself. He has to say something before we can go to break. I had such a great streak going. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. I edit them out often and I leave them in more often, but you've been doing a bad job. <sighs> well, you still have me on, so that's uh, that's your fault the other day. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, I had a funny conversation with my mom about you earlier yesterday. Oh, heavens. Seems like Matt's settling in. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I really wish he wasn't. I really Sometimes. wish he'd give me an excuse to cut him. <laughs> um, I apologize to your grandmother. We're just messing around Matt's grandma. <laughs> uh, I'm sure she says thank you. Yes. Um, so it was nice to see. Actually, you know what? Let's do this. The lineup changes. I want to yeah, start there. Take it from the top. Take yeah. it from the top. Yeah. Um, I thought they were kind of inspired in a way. And I thought even before, you know, Michigan State gets up 13 in the jump, um, I thought it was warranted. Mm-hmm. A, a for Henry and Bingham to come off the bench, like just mm-hmm. as like a message. Um, and for Gabe Brown and Rocket Watts to get some extended burn, especially with the first unit. They had been doing a lot of things, both of them. Um, well, we've seen Rocket grow like every single week, and, and Malik hasn't yeah, had man. Uh, a ton of uh, run, but when he does, he looks pretty good, and he just adds this different dimension to them, especially defensively. It's different. Bingham is long, protects the rim better, but Hall is mm-hmm. certainly sturdier uh, and can move so much better, and it makes that defensive rotation just that much more sort of switchable. So I really I, I liked it, and I like that Izzo... You know, it's just not scared to like, of course he's not scared, but it's just like, we're right. trying something different. I'm shaking this up. I'm throwing two true freshmen into my starting rotation and benching a sophomore who's been a starter his entire time and benching a sophomore who's been starting for most of the season. 
Yeah, I, I, I love the idea of it too. And yeah, maybe some of it was a message to uh, Henry and Bingham, but also like the way he worded it on the radio show, I don't know if he did this to protect the players or if he like he genuinely meant this, but I think he mentioned something about like watching or letting Aaron Henry watch the game for a little bit yeah. before he steps out on the court. I'm like, you know, yeah, that seems to check out. Like, that's a good idea. And obviously Bingham's conditioning was the reason he gave for not starting Bingham, but... I feel like that makes sense too. And yeah, just like you're saying, like Rocket has been pretty, pretty solid for now four games in a row. I mean, yeah. over the last four games, he's shooting 52% now. He mm-hmm. has only had two turnovers. And well, this is the third game in a row he hasn't had a turnover, mm-hmm. which is crazy. He's not doing his jab step travel anymore, which is <laughs> kind of throwing me for a loop. But yeah, like it, it, it seemed to check out and made sense. And obviously, you know, it, it worked today. Yeah. So the, the lineups with him off the ball. Uh, and I noticed this a, a, a bunch. He'd be in the weak side corner a lot. And I think, you know, he's going to have plenty of the ball uh, at different times this year. But mm-hmm. in that role, I think he's really well suited for it. And, you know, he, he it's a lot of drive and kick. And you could tell that this was like a very intentional thing because there was one driver Cassius is going up. And of course, this is part of their offense. But I, I just like Rocket there. Cassius is going through the lane and goes up for... It looks like a layup attempt, but there's not a chance in hell he's ever going to get a shot off. He's just surrounded. He's walled off. And the the weak side uh, defender is crashing down from the corner. And before Cassius is even like going to try to go to the rim, he's already throwing this this pass out to Rocket. Um, and so you could tell, like, as soon as he started that drive, he's like, I'm going to suck everyone to me and I'm going to throw it to Rocket. And yep. it was just a catch and shoot for a, a three and it worked perfectly. And then later in the game, uh, he did the same thing. The defender was closer out on him. He pump faked and went right around the defender and had an easy lay-in. And with his explosive athleticism and his, like, let's say it, his shooting from deep has been so much better lately. Way better, um, yeah. You know, even, gosh, um, you know, three for five against Wisconsin, one for three against Indiana is fine, two of five against Minnesota, you know, two of three against Michigan. It's coming around. So if he can turn into a 35, 38%, somewhere in there, three-point shooter and be able to explode off that corner uh, and get to the rim, like that's going to be huge. That's another, like just something you got to pay attention to. So I really like him in that spot. Gabe Brown obviously is in that spot a ton, but he's more of just like, I'm going to catch it and shoot. Uh, not or try quite, to kill someone. Or, yeah. or try to kill someone. If there's a lane, he's going to try to kill someone, but he's not going to put it on the floor and maneuver around somebody like Rocket can. Um, so I just really liked him in that spot, and I thought it was really effective for him. And it's a great way to get him shots without the pressure of dominating the ball because that can be tough for a, a true freshman who's, you know, 15 games. What he missed five games? So he's 15 games into his college career and is probably healthy for the first time in his college career. That is exciting, being able to shoot jump shots without a, a what seemed to be a broken <laughs> foot or, or whatever he had going on. Yeah, it's uh, very, very exciting. So, no, this is awesome uh, to see to see him like uh, coming to fruition, I guess. Or I, I don't know the best way to... Yeah, just finding a comfort level. Yeah. Right? Adjusting to the pace, adjusting to the size. Because that dude got his shot swatted aggressively like four times in the first four games of the season. I know, man. I know. So, yeah, it's just that learning your role and figuring out how to be uh, the best player for this team, which he's he's one day going to be probably the best player on the team. 
if mm-hmm. he stays, you know, into his junior season, like he's going to be the dude and it's going to all run through him. But that's not his job right now. And so he's got to sort of settle into that role and be effective in that role. And he was, again, for the whatever, third game in a row. Yeah, yeah. Fourth game in a row, really. You don't notice about Malik Hall. What? To just go back to him. He really doesn't like to shoot the three pointer. Like, no. Man, like he. Like he had three three pointers at Seton Hall, three for three. Since then, he's only made two. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, and there are moments where he does have the open shot, but doesn't take them. Yeah, he's he's really uh, gun timid. Do you think? Yeah. I, so, I guess I don't even know what point I'm trying to bring up, other than like I am surprised, especially since oh, you know, ho hum, his third game, <laughs> uh, he all but single handedly won us a game at Seton Hall because of his three-point shooting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, interesting to get like used to that. Like He's not a guy that could reliably shoot and make three-pointers. So yeah. I guess that's all I'm trying to say. He can, just not yet. I think is the, you know, he's moving. But they're all, the freshmen are all moving back like three feet now, which is a big jump, mm-hmm. yeah. bigger than it used to be. Because they moved the three-point line back, and that's not, you know, sort of his game. There were like two chances against Minnesota where it's like shoot it, shoot it. Right. Um, but I'm sure at some point, maybe it's this season, um, he's going to be empowered to take some of those shots because it, it is there. It's something he has in the uh, proverbial tool belt. Um, but it, it's almost like the same thing in line with Rocket. Like that's just you know. Not the responsibility right now. Crash the uh, offensive glass, get some putbacks, dunk it, play good defense. Like <laughs> That's the job right now for Malik Hall uh, to be an effective member of this team. It's basically exactly what he did uh, against Minnesota. Yeah, so I, I, like, do, you, do you think they go with this lineup in the future? I mean, the, now, now it's just like uh, speculation power hour right now. Like, Do you sure. think they keep this lineup for a little bit, or do you think once they get back home against Northwestern, they you know just roll out? Henry and Bingham to, to start again. Um, I'm not sure. I kind of want to see more Henry off the bench. He still played 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's getting starters minutes, but yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think it might be because different people operate differently. And like Lou Williams in the NBA is the obvious extreme <laughs> example. Um, sure, of course. But that dude comes off the bench because that's how he gets into games and that's how he is in his best mind space and, and it works for him. And Henry didn't have an awesome game. He turned it over too much. Um, and yeah, missed... but he got four steals, though. So they, they, they all counter each other. Yeah, right, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, it's like going for a jog before you go to, like, Golden Corral. You know, yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to do some horrible, <laughs> but I'm just going to do this to offset it so yeah. everyone just forgets about it. Yeah, like, he, he shot it fine. <clears throat> Had nine points on eight field goal attempts, which isn't crazy good. Um, but hit a three. Like to see him get to the line more. Grabbed four rebounds. Had a couple assists. And like you said... Had four steals to kind of counteract his four turnovers, but if he, you know, only had, <clears throat> excuse me, only had one turnover, like hey, that's a pretty great game, Aaron Henry. Um, but he looked like he had a different like jump, right? Mm-hmm. No, totally, he, yeah. He just was more intense, and I saw multiple times in the game where you could see Izzo just like over the moon happy with something Henry was doing, especially on the defensive end. Just like chasing him up the court, like clapping to him, like yeah, yeah, way to go, like super encouraging, like hell yeah, you did it, and it was you know just a relentless like dig down, stole it out of the post, and just like I'm gonna take this ball now, okay, thanks, mm-hmm. like a play like that, 
Um, so maybe there's something there, you know, do you think there could be something to just him having that mindset of easing into the game by coming off the bench? Totally. Totally. Yeah. And and I think it just all goes back to what, as I said, pregame, it's like sometimes a guy just has to watch the game for a hot second before getting in. And Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I think you can see it right there with the steals. I mean, you know, you kind of saw the flow a little bit from the outside looking in and then yeah, made it work. And just like you said too, you know, coming off the bench doesn't mean you're not going to get 25 minutes. Like Mm -hmm. you're still going to get starters minutes. Yeah. It's just like you're you're kind of just feeling out the fight before you jump into the ring. Yeah, he he absolutely needs to play 26 to 30 minutes somewhere in there in yeah. a normal game. And he would have gotten there had the starters not been taken out for the last 2 minutes or you know, it was a blowout, so his minutes were kind of capped there as were most other players. Um but yeah, I uh, I I'm intrigued to see that moving forward and I would keep Malik Hall in the starting lineup. That's the um, thing. It's it's like it's it's not like you're starting a bum over him. Like yeah. you still have a very competent player that could start and eat those first three or four minutes, while Henry comes off the bench. So yeah, I mean at the beginning of the season, it would have been crazy to suggest that Henry is going to come off the bench. But I know this is a very small sample size of one game. Uh, but I, I don't know why why not give it another try. And if it keeps working, I mean, don't don't try to fix it and tinker with it. Just keep rolling with it. At yeah. the end of the day. Still logging starters minutes, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I think if they do switch anything, it'll be Rocket will go back to the bench and Henry will come back into the lineup at the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the lineup they threw out there: Winston, Tillman, Watts, Brown, uh, Hall. I really like them defensively, and then you bring in Henry as well. Uh, it's just a little bit different of a dynamic, and that's the thing. We'll talk about this more throughout the week. Uh, Michigan State is quietly really improving on the defensive end. Um, Big Min- time. Minnesota helped them uh, with some missed shots and oh, some, yeah. some sloppy play for sure. Um, but Michigan State held them to like 43% uh, from the paint, from shots around the rim, which is mm-hmm. absurd. Like, And that's with Daniel Oturu on the other team, um, who has had, two, basketball. Yeah, has had two of his worst games uh, of his uh, season. And again, he's like second or third, I would say, in Big Ten Player of the Year race right now. Yeah. Um, is he it, just looked visibly annoyed today in the yeah, second half. Yeah. Like, he was, like, forcing uh, stuff, too, that just would, if you gave him 20 shots to try to attempt the shot, maybe he hits it once or twice. But, like, yeah, mm-hmm. he was just making reckless plays out there and just looked visibly annoyed. Yeah. It, he had 19 points. It took him 14 shots to get there, which isn't terrible efficiency. You know, the free throws certainly helped make up for it. But he turned it over four times. He got mm-hmm. He was in foul trouble. His offensive rating uh, was was just 91. You know, Xavier Tillman certainly had the better of the the centers matchup, and that's the second time uh, M- Michigan State has given Oturu fits, uh, where you know he ends up with nice counting stats that look okay, but you dig in a little bit deeper, you're like, man, he did not have a good game. And the same goes for Marcus Carr, who's been scoring 20 plus on everyone yeah. except for Michigan State. So. Um, yeah, defensively holding Minnesota, who had the number 17 adjusted offense going into this game, to 0.81 points per possession, 52 points. Um, that's that really impressive. Yeah. That works. Yep. Yeah. So that that's really nice to see. We'll talk more about kind of Michigan State, where they're at, how they're trending, um, and, and college basketball as a whole as we sort of move throughout the week, because I'm just kind of looking at things and comparing this season to – uh, 2014. There's a lot of similarities, Matt. Yeah. Um, and you know we'll draw more on that later in the week. But for now, 
you and I need to have a talk. Is this like a therapy session thing or? You'll find out after this quick break. Okay, Matt. Light me up, Will. How are you doing? I th- I, I think fine. Right? When Is that did, the right answer? I, I, th- I think fine. When did you go to bed um, after the Indiana game? About 3 in the morning. Really? So to bed. About 3 in the morning, yes. I'm a night owl, like, uh, so I'm, I'm usually up until, like, 1 anyway, like, on any given night. I can count on one hand the amount of times I've gone to bed before midnight in the last 10 years. So, like, I'm, I'm usually up in, like, the 1 o'clock, 1.30 hour. But, yeah, that, that loss tacked on an extra 90 minutes uh, for me. Okay. We need mm-hmm. to figure out a way okay. to restore some balance in your life, to, to initiate some perspective, because correct me if I'm wrong. You're probably not wrong. <laughs> no, you're probably going to be right on the, uh, on the nose here. This is just an observation. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Michigan State Athletics... I do watch them, yes. You are either a 1 mm-hmm. or a 10. Yes. 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 And we don't even need the scale, the proper scale there, or what the scale is on a scale of mm-hmm. 1 to 10. What is the scale? It doesn't matter. No, because we're at one end or the other. Either you, way. You're either at a 1 or a 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I know this. You know, I, I I'm aware. I don't know if that makes it any better. Uh, but yes, I cut against the whole "don't let your highs get too high or lows get too low" thing. That that's such a boring way to live. No, 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 no. If I'm feeling low, I'm gonna go down to the basement. If I'm feeling high, I'm gonna all caps tweet and singing praises. You know, singing in the in the family room as I'm watching the game. Oh yeah, you you best believe it. So. You did you uh, listen back? I, I'm sure you didn't at all. I did. No, I did. I okay. actually did. Yep. What was your reaction to your performance on Friday's show? Uh <laughs> tonally, I, I think uh, on the mark, but at the end of the day, that tone was still kind of like a, a human version of Eeyore, <laughs> and I felt a little bad, but I also felt like I, I, I felt like I was, you know. Speaking in the tone that a lot of Spartan fans were, that was an that was an annoying game. That was an objectively right. annoying game. You're right. I was peeved. You're not incorrect, and I'm not even. I don't want to say this. You were being you, and that's when mm-hmm. it comes down to it. That's what the people want. That's what I want is you to be you. That's why you're right. here. I I'm I'm down the middle. You're crashing from side to side. Like that's the bit. That's the. To take people behind Correct. the scenes. That's how this thing works. Correct. But I Thursday just... night, I went to bed thinking, how is this team ever going to win a Big Ten road game? <laughs> to today, after Cash has hit that three-pointer to extend the lead to 16, being like, we're one of the three best teams in the nation. Like, this is this is easy. And those, those last two road losses were just a, a fluke. Yeah. We're back. So, How can we... Okay, this is the, the crux of everything. Sure. Okay. What is the, the thesis of, yes. of, the, of this segment? Yes. And we are, you know what? We'll take submissions on this. If you want to shoot us an email or, or send out a tweet, how do we channel mm-hmm. your attitude Thursday night Yes. into beneficial content for us where I don't have to 
tie tie a a rope around your chest and drag you through a half an hour of shows (laughs) where where i'm sitting there like i want to say something but i think (laughs) i think matt will cry if i do no no okay here, here's one thing don't hold back say, say what say whatever's on your mind come on i here's the one thing so we're in different locations yeah correct it's so much harder to have talks like that okay at a distance if we were in the same room together last mm-hmm. friday i would have been like matt you're being a giant baby but, oh yeah, no, I, I know I am. I know I am. <laughs> but I had that's fine. I had no control over what your next move would have been. Had we been <laughs> hanging up, walking downstairs yes. to the dartboard, and just staying just, on there for five like hours, smashing yeah. a hole in the wall or something, just something mm-hmm. absurd. Had we been in the same room, I could say that, and then we could, you could see my face, you could see the reaction, and and we'd go from there. You're not going to go flying off the hinges, not that you would anyway. I might. I don't know. I'm, I'm a flight risk. We'll see. You might. But I was, there was a moment where I was like, oh, Matt, shut up. Yeah, I, I felt a little bad, but I, hey, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to put on, you know, the, the clown makeup and put this disguise on. No. You, no, you don't have to. We started to. recording 30 seconds after the game. The body was still warm. No, I, I was not going to be like, oh, let's analytically break that down. No. I know. Be a Mopey Zoo line after a game like that. Are you kidding me? And you best believe after this game. Oh, oh I'll be singing our praises. We're back, baby. Are you kidding me? Cassius, Goat, That's... Tillman, Goat. New starting lineup. Incredible. We are indestructible. That's the thing we need to 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 work out. We're figuring this thing out on the fly. I think we're doing a good job. We have good chemistry. We, you know, we complement each other well, but we gotta figure out when things inevitably inevitably go wrong. Oh, the March Madness episode when they lose is going to be horrible. <laughs> when I'll you're right now. when you're on one, mm-hmm. where do we go from there? <laughs> only, only, only God knows. That's <laughs> that's it. So. Yeah, because there were, uh, Thursday, I was like, I should probably, I could like provide some context and like this, that, and the other, and you know, Matt's overreacting, whatever. Nope. And I was like, you know what? Nope, don't want it. He doesn't want this. I don't need him. Saying, I don't need this right now. <laughs> just like, which honestly might have been good content, but we don't need that awkward tension here. And again, we're not in the same room, so it's different <laughs> getting after it across Skype. I guess. I guess. No, it but you, 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 you can be an open book with me and, and tell me anything. I could take it. I, I know how ridiculous and borderline. Not, not. No, not borderline. Completely unhealthy. This whole <laughs> fandom is so. Yeah, I'm. I'm aware. Uh, again, that that doesn't really change anything. I'm still kind of a, a, a maniac behavior. But hey, I'm here. So I, I think what I what's a good idea to start with is like a phrase or something. You remember Meet the Parents? Did you watch that movie? Oh, we're gonna have like a safe word in our podcast. No, I of course I didn't watch that movie. Okay. But. Well, there's. Not a safe word, kind of a safe word, but um, Robert De Niro, when he was getting surly, his wife in the movie would say muskrat, and that was the code word for you're being a diva, stop being a diva, right? Okay, gotcha. So I'm thinking, we don't have to have a a word like muskrat, but it could be something like that where you're just, whatever's happening, I say the code word, and you check yourself. Or maybe it's or, a simple. Or, or maybe, I double down. I double down, and I just gave him worse. That's, maybe, maybe it's as simple as me telling you you're being a giant baby. Yeah. yeah. Like Matt, I think you're overreacting way too much. And I'll either be like, you know what, Will? Will you've 
steer me in the right direction many times in your podcasting life. You're right, Will. I am being a baby. Or, or uh, I, I'm just screaming mad, uh, rip my shirt off, and drive to, uh, I forgot what city exactly you live in, and just duke it out with you in person. So, Tem- one of two ways. Temecula. Temecula, that's right. New start with a T. Which, right. which is a wonderful way to close our show because we started with Kobe, we end with Temecula, and the greatest tribute to his legacy is that a grown man on Christmas mm-hmm. on Christmas drove hours to the city of Temecula to fist fight a stranger on the internet who dared to oh, tell him that man. Kobe wasn't great. Wow. I oh man, I hope that guy's doing okay tonight. Shoot. I hope he is too. And that's like the one thing that is making Kobe not even Kobe fans, but just people in general. Like, you remember that Temecula thing? That was pretty damn funny. Thanks for that, Kobe. Oh, of course. Well, and another funny thing in this, like, Kobe wasn't really involved in this either, but Draymond Green's uh, You Thought You, you thought Was Kobe. You was Kobe. Uh, <laughs> thing to Paul Pierce. Like, I, I couldn't help to think about that, like, after all the shock wore off, because, like, everyone else, I was floored for, like, oh, hours after that. Stunned, but yeah. Once, like, around the five-hour aftermark, I was like, you thought you was Kobe. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, man, shoot. Uh, so that's a, a good place to end today's episode. We'll be back tomorrow, of course. When do they play Northwestern Wednesday? So Wednesday, like 630. Yeah, weird game. So Wednesday, we'll preview that game. Um, tomorrow, we'll talk more of some big picture stuff. Like I said, there's a lot of similarities between this season and the 2014 season. So I kind of want to go down that path and talk about where Michigan State has uh, is as you know, like a whole product of the season so far. And you know what, Matt? Maybe we'll have some football news. Stop, please. please. Did you hear a, a player picked Clemson over Michigan State? Wow, that's insane! Oh, I can't believe it. Like, I yeah, am of course he did. <laughs> Jesus. I am shocked that a legacy who's lived in Tennessee his entire life doesn't have a huge attachment to Michigan State that would override him playing football for Clemson. Shocked. I'm just beside myself. I'm, I'm sick to my stomach thinking about it. Yeah. Um, so that's the plan for tomorrow. We'll probably just be talking basketball. Um, thanks so much for listening to today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get podcasts. Matt, take us home. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. I mean, what, what else can be said?